Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran in studio. And of course, we're going to be talking the Broncos week 10 matchup against the Raiders, their first trip to Las Vegas and shiny new Allegiant Stadium, even if it won't have the fans. We'll be talking cornerback reinforcements after the Broncos secondary got diced up by Matt Ryan last week, how the D-line can hold up minus Shelby Harris, who tested positive for COVID, first half offense, tight end depth, and some halfway analysis as the Broncos sit at three and five at the halfway point. So Ryan, Let's uh, start off with the cornerback talk, because that was obviously the the big story in Atlanta on Sunday with Boye and Callahan being out. But the Broncos expecting both those guys back for the Raiders game. Yeah, positive news as we tape this at uh, 345 Denver time on Thursday. Both Callahan and Boye were upgraded to full participants in practice today, so they're trending the right way. And they need them back, as, as, you, as you said in your opening. They got that secondary got diced, and you know watching the game in Atlanta, Matt Ryan didn't have one open receiver to pick from in the first half. He had three, and that's a problem. And so getting Boye Callahan back will open up Dick's playbook a lot. So that's um, you know that's that's good news for them as well. He mentioned Shelby Harris. That's not good news because the Raiders I think are going to try and pound it with Josh Jacobs against this you know uh, makeshift defensive line. They have a physical front on offense. Jacobs is a thumper in the run game. So um, if you're a Bronco fan, you're, you're, you're encouraged by the health news at corner, and you're concerned about the state of your defensive line. Okay, folks, first Norwich podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. The best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. 100% risk-free week of betting up to $1,000. And, Ryan, you mentioned the potential issues along that defensive line and you got Josh Jacobs on the other side of the ball for the Raiders running the football and he's obviously pretty potent but they're looking at Sly Williams to again hopefully provide a plug at nose tackle in place of Mike Purcell and of course uh, Deshaun Williams and Demarcus Walker and Draymond Jones on the edges providing that rush and it's been a new look defensive line and obviously there have been growing pains but they got to find some footing here in Las Vegas because they can't be gashed on the road like they were against the Chargers. Yeah, and you know, I can relate to your intro there. It's Deshaun and Draymond, Demarcus and Walker and Williams, and um, you know all these guys who just came. You know, been on IR. So you, sometimes I sometimes I take Deshaun Walker, and I know that's not right, but but yeah, I mean Sly's a great story. He was out of the league. They signed him practice squad played a couple snaps against New England, but no injuries have forced them to a roll. Um, I thought the Broncos did a better job against the run against Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons averaged only 2.9 yards per carry. And, you know, you know, guys were getting X and O-ish last week. What's about run fits? You know, to me it's about, hey, being in the right spot. That's a simpler way to put it. And then making the play. They still missed too many tackles on the perimeter, but uh, they will be challenged uh, by this Raider running game. Again, folks, First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting. And again, at sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer. So on to the first half offense here, Ryan. And as you wrote about on DenverPost.com and the 
midseason report. Eight games in, really still no identity for this offense. Broncos ranked 26th or worse in 10 key statistical categories. So they got to get better. They got to get better across the board. And it's it was funny to hear Drew Locke kind of addressing some questions and veiled criticisms of, hey, should you go hurry up more? And of course, Locke went hurry up quite a bit while in college at Missouri. But he said, hey, that can be a two-headed monster because you can get into a rhythm or you can go three and out really quick and get your defense back on the field. And the Broncos offense, as you've seen, Ryan, the last couple weeks, especially in the first half, it's been more of the three and outs and the third and longs. And that's where they can't get themselves in if they want to find some traction in Las Vegas. Yeah, it it starts on first down. And they're 30th in the league in first down yards. Uh, per snap they're terrible on first down and that that leads into your third down problems um half of their third downs they've needed eight or more yards that's not going to work you're not going to convert even 20 percent of those so i i I get drew's point uh because it's accurate you can't go no huddle all the time but i think maybe if you're the broncos offensive staff this week you're looking at the tape of the last couple weeks and say okay what they're doing is not working let's think outside the box that means a trick play. That means you know throwing long on the first drop back, stuff like that. You know, don't get too crazy. To help, you know, that may cost you a game, but you have to start doing something different because right now you're beating your head against the garage door. And I thought Locke on Wednesday, as much as he was passionate uh, and frustrated on Sunday, I was a, I would have been a little concerned about Vic Fangio that he still appeared to be that way on Wednesday and had not flipped the page. Maybe that was the line of questioning. I'm not sure, but um, you know, I think Drew's finding out. You know, adversity strikes the NFL. He didn't have any adversity last year. He freely admits that he went four and one. Now it's about how he deals with it and how he leads this offense. First in Orange Podcast, this is Kyle Newman alongside my comrade Ryan O'Halloran. Again, the show brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Give them a follow on Twitter at We Sports Betting. And Ryan, Broncos four and a half point underdog in their first ever game in Las Vegas. And going against the Raiders team that has had some high scoring wins this year over the Saints, over the Chiefs, most notably, and then most recently over the Chargers, they scored 30 plus points in all of those. So it's going to be a tough task. It's going to be a tough task for Drew Locke and the offense to potentially match the scoring that Derek Carr and co can put up. But you look at that, that win over the Chiefs and that stands out to me, Ryan, and kind of says this Raider team might be for real uh, and and certainly playoff caliber. But you're looking at the odds that sportsbetting.com provided us at midseason and the Chiefs, even despite that loss to Oakland, the odds on favorite to repeat as the Super Bowl champs at plus 350, Steelers second at plus 550, followed by Saints, Ravens, Packers, and then can't stop anybody, Seattle. Any thoughts on those odds as as they stand at midseason? Sure, I got some thoughts. Uh, and, and I, I got a $20 bill burning a hole in my pocket for some slots in uh, Las Vegas on Saturday. But um, <laughs> four and a half points, uh, uh, you know, I probably would take I would take the Raiders to cover that right now. Uh, they're just more efficient on offense. And you mentioned those high-scoring games. They can score points, but they, they've had trouble on defense. They've had a lot of new people. Corey Littleton, their middle linebacker, has been placed on the COVID list on Thursday, so that's a big loss. And you know, if you're the Broncos, you look at this Raider defense, okay, they've struggled, but they're going to be looking at the Broncos as a get-right game. And so I would expect them to, you know, you know, 
bring some pressures against Drew Locke, see how that offensive line holds up, particularly if DeMar Dodson does not play at right tackle, because it could be Calvin Anderson, because Jake Rogers also didn't practice on Thursday. So right. um, I would take the Raiders uh, covering the four and a half. One thing on sportsbenny.com, they have the over-under at 50 and a half. Uh, we're probably throw a couple shekels on the over, because I think this could be a high-scoring game, something in the high 20s, the high 20s, or even low 30s. And then, um, you know, the odds for the midseason, I, I, I agree with Kansas City. They should be the favorite because Baltimore right now, they, they can't figure out what they are on offense, which is surprising because I thought they had it figured out last year. And then, you know, Packers, uh, you know, they, they, they're control, in control of their division. You know, the Steelers are, 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 are 9-0 and for the first time in team history. They've won, I think, six or seven close games, so they know how to win in the fourth quarter. That's something that counts in the playoffs. And uh, Seattle at plus one thousand. I mean, you know, put a couple bucks on them. When you're that bad on defense, you can't. You're using mirrors every week, and sometimes that you know that's going to break, and you're going to have struggles like they did against Buffalo. But, uh, so, yeah, I agree with the Chiefs being the Super Bowl favorite at the halfway point of the season. Again, folks, all those odds courtesy of sportsbetting.com. Best price on the Broncos point spread anywhere. Kyle Newman and Ryan O'Halloran on the first in Orange podcast. And back to strictly football talk here. Uh, let's talk about the tight end depth. And Broncos, this was a strong point for them earlier in the season. They had seven tight ends in camp. They opened the season with five on the roster. Well, now, besides Troy Fumigali recently signed and put on the practice squad, they got just two, Noah Fant and Nick Vanette. And Ryan, even Pat Shermer, who holds his cards very close to the vest, acknowledged, hey, yeah, it's going to be a bigger onus on both of these guys, and especially Vanette, who has not really done that much in the receiving game, only six catches for 44 yards on 11 targets. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big 11 personnel game by default. That's three receivers. You know, Jerry Judy's shoulder injury uh, bears monitoring, monitoring, so it could be a big Patrick Hamler Hamilton day. Um, you know, you mentioned the tight ends. That, that, well, they had so many of them, and it's like, okay, they can withstand an injury or two, but then Bunt and Beck, now Albert O. Um, that's gonna, you know, they're gonna have to adjust their play calling and their personnel packages. You know, you mentioned Vinette. You talked to him on the phone before practice on Thursday. What were some of his thoughts on, you know, getting getting basically a reprieve to be back at the number two spot? Yeah, you know, he started the season as the number two tight end, but then got jumped by Jake Butt, and Jake Butt had some hamstring issues. But then Vinette got jumped by Albert O. Well, now Albert O's out, and like you said, a reprieve. So another chance for for Vinette to show what he's got. And he admitted. First couple games as a Bronco didn't go as he had hoped. He didn't really bring and show what he had to show. So he's hoping to show an improved, uh, improved version of himself in the second half. But he also said, hey, you know, I, I can I can only do what I can do in the passing game when they throw it to me. And he thinks, you know, he's been a pretty reliable target when they do go his way. Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio echoed that sentiment. So I don't think he's focused so much on the, the lack of targets so far, but he definitely knows the ball's probably going to come his way a lot more, uh, especially with Alberto out. And Alberto, as Pat Shermer said, was really on the up and up prior to his injury in Atlanta. He had a really stack in a couple good games after a slow start due to that hip injury in training camp. Yeah, and fans are key. He's, he's dealing with an ankle. And, you know, for a big guy, it takes him a little while to get up the fourth gear. That means he needs good wheels. So, you know, but. Think about Noah, he's proven since he got here as a first-round pick, he is a tough hombre. And even if he's limited in practice during the week, he's going to answer the bell on Sunday. So it's, uh, 
be interested to see if they prioritize if they if they have any Bennett throws in the game plan, or that that's just a checked out option. So, and the, you know the Raiders are missing one of their linebackers. That could be a matchup advantage for Fant. So lots to watch, and the Broncos tight end regard on Sunday in Las Vegas. And hey, I'd argue lots to watch on the Oakland side of the ball at that position as well. Darren Waller, one of the feel-good stories of football last year in, in his breakout season with Oakland after coming back from being suspended for violating the league's substance abuse protocols. So a great story to see him and, and what he's done with his foundation and everything. And, and obviously he's a threat, Derek Carr's leading receiver on that offense that also features Henry Ruggs III, a, a top draft pick out of Alabama. So lots of weapons on that, that side of the ball, Ryan, and, and a big task once again, I think, for the secondary, even if they have both their starting cornerbacks back and healthy. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we talked before the show that you're going to give me five dollars for every time you say Oakland. You now owe me fifteen dollars. Oh man! But, but uh, so I, I accept check or cash. I don't like money orders. Well, no. Uh, so no Venmo. Okay. <laughs> uh, Waller is a problem. He's on pace for 100 catches. He's had several big games against the Broncos, but. I'll point to another matchup. It's critical that Bryce Callahan is back because Hunter Renfro out of the slot for the Raiders. He's their leading uh, pass catcher amongst wide receivers. Henry Ruggs has only 10 catches. I think they're going to try and get him going this week uh, with those long, deep passes. So um, big matchup for Callahan against Renfro. Big matchup for Josie Jewell and A.J. Johnson against Waller to the point where if Waller has success early, I would consider maybe putting a corner on him just because he's that versatile and that good. Then, folks, First in Orange podcast sponsored by SportsBetting.com. Head to SportsBetting.com slash post for a new player offer for a 100% risk-free week of betting up to $1,000. And give them a follow on Twitter at WeSportsBetting. And, Ryan, entering this halfway point, I mentioned your your Mid-season reports online, denverpost.com slash Broncos. You looked at the offense. You looked at the defense. As you head to Las Vegas this week, and I hope you're going to Las Vegas and you didn't book your flight to the Bay Area like I might have, but what what are uh, some reasons for hope? And obviously there's reasons for concern, but let's let's start with the hopefulness first with these three and five Broncos. Oof, well, yeah, I'm not going to be totally grasping at straws, but you know, on defense right now, what do they do well? Well, they produced a couple more turnovers and a couple more sacks over the last couple of weeks. Okay, that's a positive. Um, but other than that, that's about it. Bradley Chubb got shut out as a pass rusher against Atlanta. That cannot happen again this year. They, he has to you know, regain the form he had against uh, the previous couple of points when he was stacking up pressures. On offense, what, what gives me hope, I think, is like, okay, if Phil Lindsay's healthy, they should be able to run it well. But they have to be in position to, to run. They can't fall behind every time by 21 points. So if, if Lindsey's healthy, that's something, that's something uh, to be hopeful about. The same with getting Patrick back healthy, Jerry Judy's development, KJ Hamler back from injury. So I think there's some things for Bronco fans to lean on. But the bottom line is they have eight games left. They're probably going to be favored in only two of them, maybe two, at Carolina and at the Chargers. And so the schedule is difficult for sure. First Orange Podcast, sponsored by SportsBetting.com. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Be sure to head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team, scouting report, prediction, and much, much more heading into the game in Las Vegas. Thanks for listening in, folks. And until next time, take it easy.